Hello and good evening, everyone. Before I get started, I do want to take a moment and just praise God for the best pastors on this side of heaven, Bishop James F. Harris and Lady Sylvia Harris, a man and woman of God that have been standing on the wall for such a long time, and I thank God for them. My topic is walk in the light. If there was going to be a subtopic, it would be be the light. Now, it is in times like these, these types of times of darkness, that a light is needed most. So our scriptures in John chapter one, verses one through five, it's in the King James Version, and it reads, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Verse three, all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. I like the way the message ends that up because it says the light shineth in darkness, but the darkness could not put it out. When I think about that we are believers and that if we are believers who by grace have been saved by faith, not of works, lest any man should boast, then we have to understand that if we're believing on Jesus Christ, we already have the light on the inside of us. Now, some of our lights might be a little bit dim, but the light is there. And what we're going to talk about tonight is letting that light shine. The other part that I want to just impart into, unto you now is that even if there are some areas in your life that may seem a bit scary, that may not be altogether in line, if you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, then darkness will not overtake you because the light will shine if you let it shine. Have you ever gone into a room and turned on a light, but it was a little bit dim? And you wonder, what's going on? You didn't know if it was perhaps adjusted on the dimmer switch or if you had the wrong bulb screwed into the socket or even if there was some type of glitch or power failure, maybe even a fuse that could have been blown. These are synonymous of some of the things that can happen to our light in Christendom and in the kingdom of God. But with that said, we have to be careful because even though we want our light to shine, we also certainly should have an appreciation for darkness. Well, if it were not for darkness, we wouldn't be able to appreciate light. Some of you may not recall, but back in 2018, there was a tropical storm named Michael and over 500,000 customers lost their lights. And what we found was that during that time, many people started to um, share their lights. They used lanterns and candles and different things. Even though they didn't give out the normal bright light, they were doing something so that the needs could be met. And so what I wanna say is that in these times with some darkness shining, some of us have some personal dark areas that we believe in God to shed light on. But all of us right now have some shared dark areas. Some would say that COVID-19, if you will, could be a shared dark area. Some would say that some of this systemic or structural racism that we're facing right now could be a shared dark area. And some would even say that the economy, that we're in a recession, and some even say maybe even headed towards a depression, that these could be dark areas. 
but I submit unto you on tonight because Jesus is the light of the world that darkness will not overcome us because we believe in him. Amen. All right. Let's go and spend a little bit more time looking at our scripture. So it says in John 1 that in the beginning was the word, which is God and made manifest in verse 14. And the word was with God and the word was God and the light. The same was in the beginning with God. And now verse three, all things were made by him. Underline that. That's important. Not some things, not most things, but all things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. So let's be clear about what's going on here. Anything that exists was made by God. Everything that was made was made by God. And we know that Colossians 1 and 6 says that all things were created through him and for him. So let's do a pit stop. Let's make a mark right there. What do you mean all things were made by him and for him? Well, we know that since God is creator, everything that was made, they were made for him. Even darkness. God dwells in darkness just as he does light. He's God. He does what he wants. But what we must keep in mind that when we, the believers, have darkness appear, typically God is trying to use that to bring us to some type of light. Romans says it this way. And we know that all things work together for the good to those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. And it is because of this that even in a time of darkness, whether that darkness is in my personal life, whether it's a shared darkness because of COVID-19, unemployment, whatever is going on. But even in a time of darkness, because I know that God is working all things for my good, I can do like it says in Thessalonians, in everything give thanks and believe that this then is the will of God for my life according to Christ Jesus. If you don't believe me, we could go and find some witnesses in the Bible. We can ask Joseph, hey Joseph, what happened to you? Many of us know he was sold into slavery. And he said to his brothers way later on, hey look, you meant it for my bad, but God means this for my good. And I want to stop by and say to you tonight, whatever is going on in your life, even with COVID-19, even with structural racism, even with the economy in shambles, I believe that God is working it out for his good and for our good. Well, you might say, nah, but I, I'm, not, I'm still not convinced, Jessica. But then I'd say, well, you know, ask Abraham. He was like, hey, you know, I could have had this child when I was 60, 50, 40, 30. You know, sometimes we have to wait 99. But if it were not for that, he wouldn't be the father of faith. And oh, my goodness, couldn't we look at Jesus Christ? Look at what he had to endure. There were some areas that were not so pleasant. But look at him now. He is our great high priest sitting on the right hand of God. And he is the one who at his name, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. So as I mentioned earlier, why when we talk about here that all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. What we're getting at here is that everything that's happening in your life is for your good. Sometimes it doesn't feel good. Sometimes you may not want it, 
but it's for your good and for my good. And you know what? Darkness cannot overcome it. Even if the storm rages, even if the wind is blowing, the trees are swaying, let it do what it may. But if I stand on the solid rock of the Lord Jesus Christ, it won't overcome me. Isn't that a wonderful promise? Darkness will shine, but light will shine, but darkness cannot comprehend it. Darkness cannot put it out. Oh, what a promise we have in Jesus. Oh, what a promise we have in Jesus. There's some who might say, well, you know, I don't know. I hear you with the COVID-19. I hear you with the, you know, structural racism, but I also have some other dark areas in my life. And I don't know if God can help me in those areas. I would submit unto you like Psalms 139.8, and it says 8 through 12, if I ascend up into heaven, you are there talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. If I make my bed in Sheol or hell, then you are there. If I take the wings of the morning or dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall your hand lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the night shall be light about me, even the darkness has nothing from our Lord Jesus Christ. But the night shines as the day and the darkness and the light are both the same to him. God is perfected in all of his ways. He is just trying to help us work out our own salvation. So going back to our scripture in verse four, it goes on in John and says, in him was life and the life was the light of men. In him, the him we're talking about is the word. It's also Jesus. It says in him was life. And I want to take a moment and make sure we understand that. What that means is that in order to have the light, we must recognize the life. What do you mean? The life of Jesus Christ. We know that he came, bled and died for us. He laid down his life that we might have eternal life. He laid down his life that we might have the light shine on the inside of us, that he could say to us in Matthew and five that ye then are the lights of the world. And so I want to encourage you to understand that without Christ or apart from Christ, there's nothing much good is going to come out of life. You can try. I think I heard some of the young people say, you tried it. You can try. But without Christ, nothing good will come. Why? Because he is the essence of life. He actually said that I am the bread of life. I am the light of life. I am the good shepherd who lays down my life for the sheep. I am the way, the truth, and the life, and the resurrection, and the life. And so here when it says that in verse 4, in him was life, meaning everything that we need is in him. But in order to get to the light, we've got to go through the life. What life? The life of our Lord Jesus Christ. The life that was laid on that cross. The life that was shed for us, for you, and for me, that we might have eternal life. We've got to go through the life, the Lord Jesus Christ. We've got to realize all that he's done for us. When we realize all that he's done for us, it actually underscores the indispensability and the variegated nature of the person and ministry of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. COVID-19 ain't got nothing on Jesus. The economy ain't got nothing on Jesus. Structural racism, it ain't got nothing on Jesus. Why? Because he is the life. And, and so with that, as we understand now that he is indeed the life, 
then we are admonished to not walk in darkness, but to have the light of life. Jesus said to them in, in John 8 and 12, then Jesus spake unto them saying, I am the light of the world. See, first you got to know the light. If you don't know the light, you can't see the light. You can't even see. You got to know. You got to know the light. So if you know who Christ is, then you know who you are and whose you are. And then Christ goes on to say, he that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Again, we can't walk in the light until we first know who Jesus is. And so going back to our scriptural text, verse four, in him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. So what do I mean then about this light? You know, the light can be impactful in a couple of ways. It can certainly light the way for us. And we can see that in Psalms 27, 1, where it says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? There's also another scripture, I will make the darkness light before thee. What is wrong, according to that, that, that song, I'll make it right. And so because we have this light in Jesus now, this hope that we have in him, we know that this light will light our path, lead our way. Another way, though, that we can look at the light is that Jesus himself, like I said, is indeed the light. He said in James 1 and 7, I am the father, the father of lights. I submit unto you, Jesus said, I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me shall not abide in darkness. So now if we are believers on Jesus Christ, we understand what Christ has done for us, the sacrifice for us. We understand the life of Jesus. And if we receive that and we understand that if we do, then now we can also receive the light. John 1 and 7 says, but if you walk in the light as he is in the light, they will have fellowship with one with the other. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So when we start to walk in the light, what that says is we have good fellowship with one another. When we walk in the light, we're able to avoid backbiting and conflict and strife. When we walk in the light, we know that we can survive. Even in a dark time, we know that these things are working for our good. We know that the devil and others may have meant some things for our bad, but we know that it is working out for our good. So one byproduct of walking in the light is we can have relationships with people and we can go on and have fellowship. Another part of walking in the light means to walk in love. First John 2 and 9 says, he that saith he is the light and hateth his brother is in darkness, even unto now. Verse 10, he that loveth his brother abideth in the light and there is none occasion of stumbling. I want to just encourage you, if we're walking in the light based on the life of Jesus Christ and we understand that there are challenges going on right now, but we're going to have fellowship one with the other. In addition to that, we're going to walk in love. Ye are the light of the world. And he went on to say, you are a city that is set on a hill that cannot be hid. He said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. First Thessalonians 5 and 5 says, ye are the children of the light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep 
as do others, but let us watch and be sober. And let us go forth, putting forth the breastplate of faith and love and for an helmet, the hope of salvation. We are the hope. We are the light. Christ is shining in us. It is during these times that we must let our light shine. Someone is looking for a light. You're the light. I'm the light. We have to let our light shine. We don't have to try to be the light. We are the light because of Christ, but we must choose to let our light shine. We don't want our light to be on a dimmer switch. We don't want our light to be flickering. We don't want our light to be blowing a fuse because we don't know that God is going to work it out. But because we know that all things are working together for our good, because we know Jeremiah says, for I know my plans towards you, there to do you good and not harm. Now we can let our light shine. We can stand and let the wind blow, but we can say, Lord, even if you allow this wind to blow, I know it's going to work out for my good. And that is one way that we can let our light shine. I think we are tempted then sometimes to hide our light and certainly it's written about in the New Testament in Mark 4.21. And he said unto them, is a candle brought to be put under a bushel or under a bed and not to be set on candlesticks? Let me just be clear. You and me, we cost a lot. We cost a lot on Calvary. Oh, what a mighty price was paid that we might be lights. And now will we take that same light and let that light be dimmed? Will we take it and put it somewhere where people can't see it? Will we not let it shine? One way we can let our light shine is with our testimony. Another way that we can let our light shine is by letting other people see our faith. These are indeed dark times. People are worried. You ride around, you see things boarded up. People have lost businesses. This is the time for the children of God to stand forth. For the harvest is truly plentiful, but the laborers are few. Will you let your light shine? You know, in closing, I was just thinking about how, you know, Bishop typically all says it will be the least likely person. You know, when I look at what's going on with George Floyd, for example, that George Floyd was the one who bring about that change. And then again, another example with these current times, I think about NASCAR. I don't know if you guys saw what happened with Bubba Wallace. The NASCAR decided they were going to let their light shine, at least a little bit. We're going to see what's going on with the latter part. Of it. And they had not only just the current people, but they brought out the retired folks, Richard Petty. Even if you don't know NASCAR, you might remember Richard Petty from the day. And what did they do? They gathered around their lone black person and pushed him to the front. Who would have thought NASCAR would have been the first sport to condemn the Confederate flag? One last example, and I know this is a stretch for many of us. Who would have thought that because of some of the rhetoric and divisiveness that our current president sometimes can seemingly say, that with him scheduling a rally on June 19th, that people would learn more about Juneteenth. Again, I'm not commending what all our president has done, but what I'm saying is, all things have a way to work for our good. I know God is working it out for our good. We don't have to worry because all things are working out for our good. Why not you? Can you be that person? Can you be that person to bring about change? 
Can you be that person to let your light shine bright enough for a little while so that somebody else can see until they can get their light lit? Somebody else might be in a storm. Somebody else's lights might be out. You know what it's like to have your lights out sometimes. Somebody else might need to see the ray from your light so that they can make it. Will you be the one to let your light shine? Or will you trim it down? Will you dim it? How do we dim it with the cares of life? How do we dim it with gossip and backbiting? How do we dim it by not calling on the Lord Jesus Christ? How do we dim it by not walking in faith? How do we dim it by not reading our word? How do we dim it by not decreeing and declaring the word of God? How do we dim it by not standing on the promises of God? Will you be that one? Will you be that one? In the book of Isaiah, the Lord was heard saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Isaiah said, here I am, send me. What I'd like to ask you on tonight, will you be that one to walk in the light? Will you be that one? Will you let your light shine? Will you feed your light the fire that's needed for it to radiate brightly so that it doesn't have to be so dim? Oh, this is a perfect time for the light. See, if it's already bright outside, you might not need that much light. But we're living in a time of darkness right now. And those of us who have the light and are the light, we're being admonished to so let our light shine. In closing, I can hear that little song. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. All in my home, all down the road, all in the street. Oh, I'm going to let my light shine. I've got something to tell somebody. I've got something to smile about. I already know victory is assured. No matter what winds may blow, Oh my goodness, darkness can't put out my light. No matter what might happen, I know that I'm assured the victory. Why? Because I've got the King of Kings on my side. I've got the Lord of Lords on my side. He is light and he resides in me and he resides in you. In closing, I want to say a quick prayer. Lord, now I thank you for your grace and your mercy. I thank you for this opportunity. Lord, I even thank you for the people who are still processing the words that were said on tonight. Father, we look unto you, the author and finisher of our faith, and we know that without you, we can do nothing but fail. But with you, all things are possible. And we are challenged at this time. During these dark days, we are the light. Lord, let us not shirk our duty. Let us not look to somebody else to get it done. Lord, you said that there is indeed the harvest is truly plentiful but that the laborers are few. Lord, stoke our hearts that we would go forth and harvest for the kingdom of God. Let us let our light shine, Lord. Let us let our light shine. And with that, I thank you so much for your time on tonight, but I do know that this too is working for our good. Pray my strength in the Lord.